that's I'm gonna be so pissed if they do that that's exactly where I was thinking this is going to uh so like you've watched this one before do you know if you've like in the back of your head do you think you've finished the whole series for sure no I'm pretty sure I I mean I know I've said this literally every time (laughs) but I'm pretty sure this is the last one I watched because (laughs) if I'm being honest I didn't really dig this one as much as the last Mm. few and so I kind of checked out um Again, my memory is like has more holes than Swiss cheese in it after living in one room for a year. Uh, so it's possible I watched more, but I know I didn't watch it to the end. Sure. Um, and I feel like right this on. is the last one. We'll see. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's like next mm-hmm. episode, next week. I've watched I this one. I probably <laughs> will. <laughs> Who fucking knows? But uh, yeah. No, I, I I hope it runs the, until the end, where it's like episode 10. Okay, I did actually watch the entire series, don't remember. I mean, <laughs> I think they have, hopefully, enough credit for the audience. They don't plan it of the apes us. Uh, but, I don't know, I'm just getting some weird vibes. Well, especially with so much that happens in this episode specifically, it kind of lends to the theory that that is where they're they're going. And we can totally dive into that. It's, uh, I don't know, I really enjoyed this episode um like crazy all right uh i'll intro and then we can talk about it welcome to the counter programmers where we each week discuss a episode of a tv show that has caught our interest right now we are about halfway through the first season of raised by wolves and today we are talking about episode four a.k.a. Nature's Course. I'm Paco. I'm Jason. All right. So where do you want to start on this one? I think um, we could just, we could start with, let's play Rage Against the Machines, Killing in the Name of. Um, So we'll run that all the way through, and then we can just pick up uh, right after the song ends with talking about pizza. And then we can go into apparitions it's funny as i was i was watching this episode for some reason i've been thinking a lot of judeo-christian like parallels where i'm i'm assuming that the soul tribe is like from this judeo-christian place of the earth or whatever Mm -hmm. planet they came from and the more that we go into this show the more i'm just like i wonder if that's kind of a misdirection too of like what this religion is that we kind of have a general broad sense of what it is, but maybe we don't know at all, like the origins of, of it, you know, like that we're using our own like knowledge from our current, like from, you know, our life experience to assume what we're, you know, like to interpret what is going on in the show. Yeah. It feels like a, it feels like a kind of combination of maybe like evangelical Christian with like sun worship, because obviously Sol's a name for the sun. They have the sun mm-hmm. on everything. And, but the like fanaticism and the weird doctrines, I mean, obviously every religion has those offshoots, but as someone who lives in America and therefore sees mostly Christian fanatics, I definitely get a bit of that vibe from it. Yeah, same. And, and it's, it, it was especially, um, relevant in this episode because our characters are kind of grappling with like Marcus at the end, hearing voices, what happens to Ambrose, like 
okay, are these atheists starting to believe in something or believing in the fact that they don't know any, everything? Because they don't really go into the idea of atheism in general of like belief or, you know, of that concept. But this was interesting to see these characters kind of stretched, in, including Ambrose, uh, the the eminence. Uh, and st- that whole storyline was really interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely think that is the stronger part of the episode sort of dealing with struggles of faith and when to give in and when not to and like faith and doubt but also you know being double agents not knowing like basic shit you'd think if you had 10 years in like a simulation you'd try to learn all this stuff so you could pass but you know i guess uh they had better things to do while they were in cryo sleep yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i guess going into that part the whole mithraic stuff the backbiting and like betrayal and counter betrayal is kind of interesting but i'm glad they wrapped it up this episode like and they kind of set marcus up to be the new leader too how they did it yeah uh which is interesting because he's obviously not really one of them and the only people who know that are presumably now dead yeah i mean it's it's how power can corrupt mankind and also just the the i mean the episode's called human nature or uh nature nature's course nature's course um in the movie there there's a discussion too with tempest and mother about like or father and mother talking about how Tempest wants to incubate her, her child or her fetus so that she doesn't have to uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, birth the baby, you know, uh, herself. And they were talking about just like letting nature go its course. And I, I was thinking of human nature the entire episode um, or, or after I watched the entire episode, because the entire soul uh, people in Ambrose and Sue and Marcus plot was literally human nature it's no matter what earth what planet you leave at the end of the day regardless of how far you travel and if your god comes with you on that other journey it always remains true that humans are the downfall that even ambrose is tested maybe that was his test to i think in the bible there's like you have to remain together to be warm and so the idea that there was a block in that chain when there was mistrust and when mm-hmm. he had, uh, he didn't tell everyone that Marcus was uh, not who he appeared to be. He was keeping it to himself to use as a method of as control. Leverage, yeah. And it's only as leverage. And, and that, that doesn't seem necessarily, uh, you know, going the way of, of the faith. And I, I feel like the warmth emanating again afterwards, it's almost like, uh, you know, Marcus has bypassed the idea that really he's wanting Paul, you know, to go find Paul, which is their mm-hmm. original, like, that's what this whole push was about. And now it's more of like, oh, now I have I this mean, power. I think that's uh, still- And I'm confused. I think that's still what he wants to do with the power, but the fact that while he didn't have power, they were stuck at that stupid block until it opened anyway. uh, It's kind of a two birds, one stone type deal. What I 
think is more interesting is the idea that like something spoke to him and i don't necessarily know that that means that it's actually a god or some kind of deity that has telepathy i think my prediction is that it's going to be something related to the like ear attack stuff we saw earlier because if you can put like high-pitched stuff in people's ears why can't you also put like a way Mm. to feed shit to them so maybe it's like another person there who's figured it out and is feeding this stuff to marcus and he's going to think it's god when it's someone fucking with him for his own ends i don't know wild prediction but he clearly was very surprised by the fact that like he heard something and someone spoke to him and then he knew what to do, you know? And it's strange too, because I do feel the complex, like, uh, power of belief with the other folks that are in their crew. Cause you have these small moments, like Sue is talking with one of the people and, and, uh, is how she finds out that she was tricked by Ambrose, that it wasn't a, mm-hmm. a bit of scripture that he was reciting, but a lullaby that every Mithraic child would know that person's, faith was like firm and it's not like they were after anything they're just literally like the followers of this deity and soul they're they're showing that like it is a a real uh you know belief is is real to the these folks it's just the extension of power and role and responsibility that is the you know corruptible factor like i get the sense of like authentic belief from the folks following but mm-hmm. which is again going back to what you were saying about humanity a regular part of human history the cross religions of people with that power exploiting the faithful well and like it, it, it's it's also like i i was laughing a couple of times because it, there's parts in the show um, before the uh big conflict at the end where ambrose is like Oh, I can't kill anything. I, I, that goes against my, you know, everyone was born with a, a, a role and a class and you're mm-hmm. impure if you're, if you kill anything. And it's like, you're on a planet in the middle of nowhere, like whatever caste system, whatever class you think you have, sorry, but it's, it's been thrown out the door. You know, it's, it's the idea that you're trying to keep these, um, this house, you know, built up when it's falling around uh, mm-hmm. or falling down all around you is just kind of an interesting thought of like what the, these folks are trying to build a new society. Or, I mean, that's what I'm guessing is it, there's a lot of things going on, but it's like, they're still keeping these uh, systems of control in place, whether it's from like, well, we don't know what's going to happen with this. So we need to keep acting this way because we don't know. And it's like the, mm-hmm. it's just kind of interesting. Like I, I'm not sure what that like pin, pin, pentagonal uh object is because that's kind of an interesting monolith that it's emitting warmth they're uh, going to it similar to how marcus was clutching against that rock for warmth and like the second episode near the the hole mm-hmm. so i just wonder if that's like like a, I, don't, I don't know i have no idea it's just kind of interesting that this show brought in a bunch of questions some of them in ways that i'm like that's that's what i was asking or what i'm curious about and then others i'm like okay now i'm like kind of baffled as to where they could be going with this yeah it definitely seems like there was some sort of precursor civilization obviously 
And uh, we were talking before we started recording. I am going to be very upset if this turns out to be like a Planet of the Apes thing. And this is Earth. Uh, so I really, really hope they don't do that. Because uh, fuck that. You can do that once and Apes already did it. But I am curious to see what happens with this architecture and like these weird monsters who apparently kind of suck ass if like a pregnant teenage girl can kill one with a scalpel so yeah well here here's my conspiracy corner thought uh i think that we don't really know how long mother and father have Mm -hmm. been on that planet beforehand and there's a there's a flashback where campion is like talking with his with mother about like i think were they embryos that she was trying to keep alive or something that there were like six that perished because another uh, kiddo had like unplugged the yeah they thought they were like snowballs or uh, incubator thing um in that campion i was thinking like why would they recast that actor to be a little bit younger when they could have just used the same actor so i was like who knows if the campion that we know is campion that we started with what if i mean you know I think at the end of that uh, flashback i think he's dramatically younger like well, he's young he enough looks... that it could plus given like you can't really put makeup on a kid to make a kid look younger if you want to make clear it's a flashback you have to have someone younger but i do agree that kid does not look like well, campion like... very much yeah. oh not at all i was yeah. confused for a second i was like okay what but that's but that's what i was also like the, there's no way that the the i mean maybe but like if you're making a show that this you know expensive or like something like that is kind of distracting unless it's part of what they want you to see interesting and when they throw the or they when they chuck the snowballs or like the embryos into the hole mm-hmm. It's like that goes with my current theory that those creatures are possibly reincarnated kids. And maybe that's why they were defenseless that that kiddo, like the kiddo, that creature that was in the hut, you know, that uh, Tempest kills. It's just kind of like all these questions going through my mind of like, I wonder, you know, where this this is going. Um, I think uh, you're kind of right and kind of a little off right because uh i mean we know the mithraic arc took 10 years and it sounds like there's not a huge window of time prior to that where uh mother and father could have taken off just based on the technology Hmm. but it is conceivable that they had like 20 years or something that it's just a lot of mutation to take place in that kind of time yeah yeah, I don't know. <laughs> We're also like, we don't know what that planet, what its gravitational pull and like rotation is. This sounds super conspiracy yeah. theory, but it's just like, if the rotation is a certain time, then it's like, not only will they be at a different weight and all that stuff that would be different from Earth, although they did, I think they cure, like they picked this place specific because it was you know, had the same kind of atmosphere as, as Earth or whatever, but we don't necessarily know what aging looks like, how many years, like 10 years on that planet could be 100 years on Earth's planet. I don't know. Like, it's just there's, this is what makes this show but, kind like, of fun is it has would, so much like. Humans would still age at normal times, even if years were different. 
Like, but but not the androids. That's why yeah, I'm like, I wonder have, if like, how 12... long they. Yeah, I I think that's a good theory. I think there's enough. But I don't know though. That like I'm just kind of spitballing. I think there's enough to make it a bit of a long shot just in the exposition, but that could also be misdirection because they're clearly setting up some kind of hopefully not like lost type mystery, but they're doing something there with those fucking monsters. Uh, Relatedly, I think we were both kind of like, so what was causing the mutations last episode? And my understanding is it's the food they were eating, right? And that's why they're not eating it now and mm-hmm. starving? That, that's that's what I was getting, was that um, the core, which I'm guessing mm-hmm. those holes lead to the core, is emanating radiation, which interestingly isn't where the, the, the folks, the soul people are, because I think they're traveling like to the equator. Be- or No, no the, they're going to get they're, the kids. They're like in a separate part. But then they were going to go to the equator after, I think, or something. I don't know. Which which I also, sidebar, always love because the thing that always bothers me in Star Trek is they're like, okay, we're going to go down to a planet and they go down to like a city on this mm-hmm. planet, but you don't really like look around the entire planet. Like I guarantee you one planet is not going to look like, I mean, I, I just, I like the, the scope of like, oh, they're still on the same planet. This is still the story, but that planet is fucking huge. So there's different mm-hmm. locales. Like that's, that's an interesting way to to keep me on board um but i think that um they're noticing that all of the food that they're trying to grow and everything that grows from the planet is actually poison and then like father and mother demonstrate some like new abilities this episode like with father being able to like uh, uh taste something and determine the the components mm-hmm. and whether or not it's like digestible the chloric content which i don't remember if that was in a, a previous episode but i don't believe um, it was I think that's the the idea of survival is is such a constant in this episode because it's it's kind of like I mean the big crux of, of the the show was I think there's like five different things to to separate out um the the other uh abilities that mother displayed uh too uh, separately were like she has the ability to put someone to sleep by just saying go to sleep or something there's like the opening to the to the episode is is Paul is where he was left off where he's in a hole in like a root system or a tree, mm-hmm. and you're like okay I I figured the episode would have him more in peril like while they're trying to find him or whatever and then it turned into like a Spider Man movie yeah where, I thought he was you know, gonna he get falls Gwen and he's falling like Gwen Stacy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah same or like we were gonna get a glimpse of like okay cool they're going pretty deep into this hole now what um mm-hmm. and then um gosh what was her other ability uh she but that wasn't a new ability because we already knew she could fly uh she just well yeah i guess it, i guess it was just like the like go to sleep thing was kind of an interesting yeah uh was was pretty interesting i don't know or and uh she had the ability to heal wounds because when she removed the like tracking components from Tempest and stuff, That's like right. she yeah. she was able to like heal that wound or solder it. And I don't remember seeing that anywhere else too. Like she has these it, it, like the the power to heal. Like I wonder if she's going to end up being the deity that you know the soul people are gonna worship. <laughs> like everything that she does is kind of miraculous. Uh 
you know, and, and that's what kind of makes the vision interesting too. like she, how she plugs into the, like, like, what did you think of that whole uh, I didn't, moment where she lays down in the, I thought it was an interesting way of like having these flashbacks and showing what was before. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was kind of interesting, but I also kind of didn't, understand the need to show her plugging in to have flashbacks uh, i guess because she's an android but i don't know um i thought it was interesting because throughout the whole show she's only doing things for her children or for the kids and this was something specifically mm -hmm. for her to do and i feel like by plugging in like in the first episode i was like from the the start i was thinking okay maybe there's a malfunction that happened and I wonder if we can even rely on her memory. You know, maybe that's why Campion didn't look like the Campion we knew because she's unreliable in how her body is working or how her mind is working. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Because it's very strange. Like she plugs into this, this system and then it's saying it's not built for androids or like, you know, danger. And then she does it anyway. And it's almost like, hmm. like she's having... I don't know. It's just that that was pretty compelling stuff. I didn't know what it meant, but it was really like strange uh, and interesting. In fact, that whole sequence was interestingly shot too. Like, which uh, this was shot by Luke Scott, uh, uh, Ridley Scott's son, uh, second episode in a row that he's done. He didn't shoot it. He directed. directed it. Yeah. Sorry. What did I? You said it was it? shot oh, by exactly. Sorry. Um, yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. I I doubt that he's doing the. Uh... <laughs> but it's a. Uh... I don't know. It's interesting how father's idea of how to be useful is to like teach all the kids how to kill, which I don't know if you had a similar moment in your life, but I did. And it sucked. Uh, so it's funny seeing this like uh, same I, very advanced version of me having to club a fish to death. <laughs> that that is so bizarre paco i was honestly gonna ask you like oh did you ever have something like this but i was like i don't want to <laughs> yeah. like trigger or traumatize you again and coincidentally mine yep. was with a fish it was like it was yeah hitting hitting them with a stone so that they can stop wriggling and it legitimately scarred me like i you know i'm already naturally kind of sensitive and like hurting something to that capacity was a really harmful and i was like a teenager like i was like or like preteen so yeah. i can't imagine what it was like um but at the same time i feel like the mother father relationship in this episode was totally splayed open in this interesting way because uh mother is talking with tempest about these like her relationship kind of with father in a way that you've not seen before mm -hmm. and how like father is feeling inadequate uh, he's not as powerful as she is. And she's constantly kind of like, do you want me to kill the creature? No, I, I can do it. Like it, it, the dynamics between them uh, were, were super fascinating in this episode because they, they're not, they're getting further away from kind of the like Android, like the mission that they're on mm -hmm. where they're going, they're asking questions that are not part of their mission in, in a way that's almost like, I don't know. It's it's just it was it was kind of fascinating. I kept putting my finger on it, but um, I feel like we keep, I, I think that keep, the show keeps tiptoeing around the idea that the androids are they have a lot of human characteristics. At like what point can you consider them human? And like for a while there, they mm -hmm. kind of misdirect you into thinking that 
the android might have been trying to kill Marcus as I could see like a justifiable revenge because he's the one that was like, fuck, don't send people out, send her out. Uh, and mm-hmm. led to the death of True. the android sister. So like there are these weird emotional moments and like even feelings of inadequacy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that seem far more human than mechanical. And so I think that's one of the more interesting things going forward. I also think this episode's like focus on how mothers will do, I mean, really the show's focus on how mothers will do anything for their kids uh, is both strongest and weakest with the stuff with Tempest at the end. Like, she's the one that Mm -hmm. is actually willing to kill this monster, which I think is effective because there is, like, a very natural maternal instinct in pretty much all mammals. And Mm -hmm. that was well done. What I didn't think was as well done was the fact that she was experiencing a ton of guilt because this horrific monster that tried to kill her had a kid. Uh, or like was pregnant because again it was a horrific monster that had tried to kill her well that that, that's where it kind of had me and and this sounds super lame and i'm just going to preface it but it's like uh when it was introduced in the last episode it was like running uh or it it jumped off the lander and was trying to attack father Mm -hmm. or whatever but I was almost like we haven't really seen anything from like there's not like an orc scene uh, from Lord of the Rings where they're being, you know, birthed and you're seeing them and in their natural space and like what's going on with them. Mm-hmm. So it's like who knows what they were trying maybe they were trying to communicate because they're also having to coexist in this world with these creatures. So it's like do you want to kill them right off w- without knowing them? So that's why I'm I was just like in this episode say, like now that I'm, they have one locked up if I'm in the wild and a creature I've never heard of before that is big and scary <laughs> runs at me very, very fast. I'm going to assume it is trying to kill me. <laughs> like, I like if they You're were trying to be peaceful, special hug of your life, Paco. <laughs> if they were trying to be peaceful, they really but chose butterfly a kisses horrific way to do it. <laughs> you know, butterfly kisses are a universal language, Paco. Um, you just got to get close enough, but, but that, that's kind of where I was disappointed in this episode was it was immediately, and this is where the pragmatism, pragmatism of father's role in this episode is, is kind of interesting because he's trying to do the right thing by going, okay, you guys are growing up and at one point mother and father aren't going to, we're not going to be here and you need to protect yourself. Like we're, we can't. You know, mm-hmm. you need to learn, like, this isn't just uh, campy and you need to kill something for you. Like, you're starting an entirely new tribe, species, like, you're going to populate. Like, mm-hmm. everyone needs to know, like, how to do these 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 basic things for survival. And it was such a quick way of, like, C- Campion uh, didn't have the opportunity to watch a VHS of all, go- all dogs go to heaven. So he finds out that, that, you know, the mouse that Paul had probably was going to hell or no place at all because animals don't have an afterlife or don't have any purpose other than to be dominated by humans. Which um, can I, I just that say that kind of that, spun him into this. That rubbed me the wrong way so hard. Like 
I know they're like weird same, religious same. stuff, but like, <laughs> can you imagine getting to heaven yeah. and it's only people? Like, I no, want to go sucks. out and fucking and the worst people. Yeah, <laughs> probably. But I want to go out to like the woods <laughs> and see a bear, or you know, more regularly, I want to have like a dog. If I don't have a dog and a couple cats, it's yeah. not heaven. It's like purgatory at best. Yeah. So fuck that. Uh, yeah. Fuck you, you stupid fake soul religion. Um, and yeah, <laughs> made me mad. And the, the the way you get to dictate terms, like all of these seem man made. Where it's it's almost like. Okay, let's say that does start with a religious experience that just like with Jesus Christ or whatever, uh, you're having these other people take over the mantle of what the religion started with and mm. putting it through their lens. So that especially made the ascension of Marcus as kind of this de facto leader now a really interesting uh, direction because you have an atheist who snuck aboard the soul who is now maybe leading this tribe of soul is kind of a fascinating thing because that's kind of what religion you know is built on of like mm. who knows i i highly if, if jesus was alive i'm sure he'd be super down for gay folks and all animals going to heaven i just want to put that out there that i'm sure and he was probably a great carpenter but uh those have all been decimated into like uh yeah. I, ideas and concepts that would not have been something that they would have understood thousands of years ago of you know barack obama i don't think was a, a concept that he wouldn't be you know he shouldn't have been voted for by christians i i highly doubt you know um, well i mean he did bomb a couple hospitals uh it's not very christian but <laughs> you know um who who but knows I, what I jesus stance on drone warfare is let's just put it there like Jesus yeah. was a chill guy, but maybe he'd be yeah. like, eh, except for Afghanistan. Uh, you never know. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> but present day Afghanistan. Uh, or the one back then. He probably uh, didn't know about it, but I guess if he was God, he must have. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, do you think he read the Constitution? Oh, totally. He was like omnipotent and shit. Yeah. So he was probably like, yeah, slavery, oh, okay. that's fine. Um Let's see. What else would Jesus be okay with? The long march. Uh, he was clearly okay with pizza. Um, Stalin, Hitler. The long you know, march. Jesus saw the future and he was like, "Eh, we don't need that many Jews." He's like, "Yeah, uh, don't hold my yeah. beer. <laughs> I'll come back after the Holocaust. I'll come back yeah. after when I'm like, ready. Two nuclear bombs." <laughs> um, I'll just, oh, I'm yeah. going to sit pretty until I think you guys are ready for it. Kind of I mean, fucked up, he's, really. He's waiting for a big, you know, entrance. Yeah. But uh, that was what was surprising here was like, I thinking about like the logistics of like, uh, like you wouldn't keep that creature or animal in the shack to like observe it because when it was in the shack, there were numerous times where the door was open and it didn't try and rush out and it didn't look like it was like chained or or, or restrained. And it, but it was just super interesting it. to me because it's like, like, but they, they were I, saying, I, I I just, kill like, it soon I, because otherwise there won't be any meat on it. So I feel but, like but that was, was what was interesting. To me is, it's, it's strange that mother and father wouldn't want to gain the knowledge of what this creature is because they cohabit 
the area with it. it like they can look at all of these like poisonous berries and rocks and shit, but they can't mm-hmm. take the time to try and either communicate or like observe, just see what is going on. And the, the starvation thing is kind of fucked because it's like father says, uh, I mean the, the big, the big thing was he was going to kill the creature to feed to the kids. And he had to talk with mother and mother was like, do you want me to do it? And blah, blah, blah. And he gets mm-hmm. the idea of trying to put his foot down more and be like a firmer authoritarian, not, not authoritarian, but have like the respect of like being a, you know, yeah. uh, father figure, or whatever, and passing the torch of like, okay, it can't be. And I want you to, to kill this creature. And it was, insane like he says something like uh you need to attack it and then repeat the motion until it's dead and then they like stab it with the spear and he's like and then they all the kids run away and it's like so you're prolonging and delaying this death and making it suffer and it's like that's that's literally the most important thing you could fucking learn from this experience is if you are going to kill an animal for food that's the way of respecting it. Not that I don't hunt or anything, but like, I understand like mm-hmm. culturally as well as throughout the entire world that this is a normal thing to kill something for food. But the idea to, it is scary. I'm sure to, you know, stab at something and then run away as a, as a child, but it's, that's the importance of the lesson is you don't want it to suffer. And that was what was especially fascinating. Yeah. I beat a fish for five minutes. <laughs> it took a long time for that motherfucker to die but you know what i didn't just club yeah, it once and run I, away I, <laughs> yeah. see my the the, the person with i that i was with said the correct way was to take it by the tail and uh hammer it into the rock on the ground mm-hmm. and i remember it was one of the worst experiences because you have this muscular beautiful i think it uh it was like a steelhead nice. uh trout um steelhead trout uh, but uh in in of course we ended up like you know cooking it and eating it and duncan was with, with me our, our mutual friend and stuff but mm. it was like the idea of having this writhing muscly beautiful animal that you bash repeatedly until it stops moving and like your hands made a huge impression on me that i just uh, it's still kind of uh traumatizing to think about as and that's a fish you know like not that they're you know fish are different than other animals and stuff but i'm just i'm just saying like they are though like it it was just especially interesting here because you're already showing that well like the dominionism of creatures and and the the hierarchy of where you fit in this society that you're building like Mm -hmm. you don't need to go by i mean generally like across the entire episode and, and what's going on like you don't need to have this hierarchy anymore why like it's it's is it nature's course to go down the same path and make the same exact mistakes or is it like nature's course to i mean to straight up like die on this eat. planet and they need to eat so they have to eat something so i think that it is necessary for this thing to die but the way they do it is very uh inhumane and they really need to figure out a better system for that. Well, I mean, that that left me with a big question, too. And I wanted to see what you thought of, like, going into mm-hmm. the next episode. How do you think that Mother is going to react to the dead fetus that Tempest, like, the knowledge that uh, they killed a mother? 
because that was also the second biological birth, like a fetus in, uh, in the show. Mm -hmm. And in the show, there's a line that's like, um, fuck, uh, you are a creator. All, all I'll ever be is a creation. And that's kind of what echoed throughout this whole episode. So like, what do you think, how do you think mother's going to react to that when it was in father's hands? Like she gave him the trust of like, nope, I, I trust you. I think there's a 50, 50 chance that they stick that fetus in the incubator for people and incubate it. Um, either because mother has like maternal instinct Interesting. that's not working right or because they're like well we need to eat so we need more of these things one or the other but i think there's because they set up that they can take the fetus out of tempest and put it in there obviously it's made for humans but maybe they'll try it for other species that's kind of my gut what do you think I have. Uh, I think that's really fascinating. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that it was gonna possibly trigger mother into another like state because it's like the death of a mother and the whole creation mm-hmm. part. Like, I feel like will lead her deeper into the recesses of her memory, or, or like that she may v- revisit that place. You know, in the next episode, that I feel like the it's also the uh, it's not accepting um nature and it's it's the idea that at the end of i'm trying to explain this uh in my head like it's basically like her refusal to accept that really their being on that planet is not in nature's you know uh that, that it's it's not like if we let like because there's a big there's a big scene with um Father and mother talking about like mother wants to put um, Tempest's uh, a fetus in that machine, and father mm-hmm. is saying like like we have to take uh, we have to let uh, take uh, nature take it take its course like she has she has to you know bear this child or carry this child and and do it the the natural way mm-hmm. and it kind of was an interesting parallel to what we experience now or as a society but, but mother says nature has no course like as her response so oh i yeah good yeah (laughs) so i don't know i think it that specifically will be interesting to watch i'm more interested if i'm yeah that's being honest i don't care about the fucking kids they're kind of annoying i'm more interested in what marcus is gonna do now that he's like moved up the ladder and burned the head of his faith alive well do you think that 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 was atonement that like the that ambrose was killed by something that marcus did no put like or do you think that that was something i think it was a coincidence i mean we'll see but i feel like this show is well it's also not setting it up to be like based around the divine we'll see i could be wrong but i think it would be kind of lame if it turns out it was soul you know that's well i mean what do you what what do you think makes marcus different from ambrose like if he is the new eminence or leader like it just it you know what i mean like it might be biased but as an atheist i like to think an atheist would examine a situation in scientific terms and behave more rationally than someone who is trying to follow scripture uh and that would be better for the people 
No, it's true. So unless if he still has to wear this mask, but now he has a little bit of power. I mean, he was just uh, hoisting uh, uh, Ambrose on his shoulders, you know, like in this, you know, pillow mm-hmm. uh, love seat thing, like a like royalty. Like, do you think that this little kid who used to be an atheist soldier and now could have this power and role kind of go to his head and be corrupted you know from that regard and now be confused as to whether or not he is an atheist if he did believe that he hears voices or no it's just a lot of interesting interesting. like uh, to think about yeah um my uh the the thing i'm most uh, curious about is who the apparitions are um and where they're leading paul and and father separately because those are the only two people that have seen this apparition of like a little like a, a robed figure or a child, supposedly. Father I thinks thought it's Tally, one of the, they the kiddos. They saw the... I thought the major group saw something before, like, a monster charged last episode. I don't... Because I think it originally looked like something else. Hmm. But I could be mistaken. I oh, watched that over a I, week ago. Yeah, like, I thought it was when they got separated and when Paul was looking for them again and then followed the figure. Paul definitely saw it but I think the other kids saw a different thing. Okay. So I could be mistaken okay. again. It's been a while. Well, like, do you have any idea of what that could be or what? I'm going to assume maybe it's like a, a like maybe another ship of like androids. If it's not something native to the mm. planet, we will just kind of have to see. What do you think? Yeah, like something friendly or something like they don't seem stuff? particularly like, friendly so far but it's because i was thinking like like father was being led away mm-hmm. you know almost in a way to make the kids vulnerable that that's what kind of makes me interested in it or if that's representing the opposing deity of like a satanic like like they look they're in like robes mm-hmm. you know they should play some doom metal and stuff like i wonder if they're going to introduce the complete other side of this uh you know um religion of like some form of demonic presence or like a bad you know quote bad presence of you know to be the opposite of uh you know the the soul jersey could be so, i don't know but I can tell you, I'm totally on board. I uh, I had to stop myself from going forward a little a little too much, but um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty pretty stoked to continue the journey and, and see where this takes us. Um, and we hope that you join us uh, every week. Until then, dear listeners. Yeah, uh, please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and give yourself a big old hug. 